from Eastern Maine Sports. Find them online, easternmainesports.com. Mark Cowden. And Mark, as we always do, tell us about your players of the week in high school sports there in Eastern Maine. I know you got them posted on the website right now. What they do to earn that honor? Ah, well, we'll start with uh, Rihanna uh, Reynolds from uh, Washington Academy, uh, the female winner. Um, Washington Academy's, uh, you know, a good story here in the last week. They're they're not going to be a team that we uh, probably see in the tournament, but they went two years without a win, and they've won two, they won two in a row this past week. Uh, nice. One, one against, yeah, one against Caribou, um, and one against Orono. Who Orono is actually. Wow. Uh, looking good to be in the tournament right now, and uh, and they they actually got that win too. And she's she was a big part of the re, uh, the reason for that. Uh, she hit ten three pointers in the two games, uh, and she's only a freshman, um, so uh, they're, they're looking good here in the future. She had, as I said, she had a big week, especially that uh, Orono game. She put in twenty seven points, and uh, uh, their coach is Dean Preston. He was the coach of uh, Shed a few years, two years ago when they won mm-hmm. the state champions uh, uh, state championship. So uh, you know he'll have them going in the right direction, and they already are. Um, led by him and, uh, as I said, Rihanna Reynolds. Um, so that was the female one. The boys, uh, the male one, uh, Elijah Wood of uh, Penobscot Valley High School, uh, big game. He averaged uh, two games, actually. He averaged 25 points and uh, two wins for the Hollows. Uh, Penobscot Valley, uh, very quietly, 12-2. Um, you know, everybody's talking about uh, Holton, as they should be. Uh, Holton, I, I consider the favorite right now in Class C. Uh, boys, they're 11-3, and three, and they're, they're only three losses against a really good Class B team. Um, but everybody's talking about them and Josh Stevens and Matt Nalcook and Dexter, but but uh, in Central Aroostook. But Penobscot Valley is 12 and 2, and uh, Elijah Woods a big reason for that. As he got, he got our mail after the week last week. Yeah, you, you touched on um, you know the girls basketball and and Reynolds and her and her being the athlete of the week and everything. And you touched on the fact that, that team hasn't had a lot of success recently. And normally, you know, we focus on the teams typically that are at the top of the standings, but it's really nice to see teams make progress right, like that, right? I mean, Washington Academy, you know, getting those wins are not going to be necessarily a playoff team, as you mentioned, but it, it's, it's certainly a nice change of pace, I think, sometimes to cover the teams that are making progress maybe under the radar a little bit, right? Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, it's, it's you know, we're late in the year now, so a lot of our focus is on the tournament, the tournament teams, and what's, what's coming up. But, uh, you know, she deserves a lot of credit. And, and they do for getting those two wins. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's going to be positive. You never know. I mean, they could pick up another couple of wins, pick up another upset, and, and sneak in. I mean, that's um, very hard to do at this point in the season. But, but uh, you know, but, but your point being that they're getting the attention and, you know, something to build on going forward. And uh, as I said, I think that's a program going in the right direction, a program that's been way down here in the last couple of years. I mean, they, their, their games weren't very close, especially last year and the beginning of this year. I mean, they were losing games by – you know, 40, 50 points a lot of times, and, and it's good good to see them pick up a couple of wins. Absolutely. So what what were some other highlights from the past week in your coverage area in Eastern Maine in terms of some high school sports? Well, uh, we'll stick with girls' action for a minute. Uh, in basketball, uh, Herman lost. Herman girls lost their first game. Uh, they lost to Old Town. Uh, uh, I think that was Friday night, actually, 40 to 37. And uh, Old Town's got a good young team. They got a, a lot of freshmen, uh, freshmen and sophomore in the in the lineup, and uh, led by Hannah Richards. And uh, you know they're going to be a threat come tournament time. And uh, you know, as I said, they gave uh, Herman their first loss. So I mean, Class B is really wide open. Waterville is kind of the um, team nobody's looking at, despite being 14 and 0. They're uh, they're I think they're number four in the Hill points. Um, a lot of talk about Herman, Old Town, MDI um, um, there, but. Uh, you know, so that, that's uh, going on there. We got we had a game Saturday night. Uh, John Baps defeated Foxcroft in girls' action, and uh, that was a big win for John Baps. That probably puts him in the tournament. And now Foxcroft's got a 
kind of hold on to that last tournament spot here in the last, uh, we're down the last two weeks of basketball season. So that, that was interesting there. And, uh, you know, in, in boys' action, there's, a, you know, a lot of stuff coming up uh, this week. Uh, Matt Nockhook, uh, you know, in, uh, played some, has some games with uh, Holton. And, uh, you know, so Holton, Holton is, uh, as I talked about earlier, kind of, then number two, they defeated uh, Central Rustic for the second time um, last week. Central Rustic's right now number one in Class C. They're only two losses to Holt, number two. Um, Central Rustic gets a lot of, a lot of heel points. They got a big win over Fort Kent, and they, a lot of, they play a lot of the top teams in Class D, so that's why he's at number one. But they're a threat come tournament time, but as I think I mentioned, Holton is really strong, really balanced in that team. I know Chris covered this, but um, you know, with Gabby Price stepping down from Husson, what are your thoughts on that in terms of where the Eagles kind of go from here? Well, we'd be interested to see where they go from here, but I mean, he definitely left his mark there in in his time, and uh, will be will be greatly missed. You know, uh, you know it was, I guess it was kind of a surprise. I mean, no, you know, nobody heard that rumor beforehand. So, um, you know, I, he he, you know, got that program where it is right now, and uh, you know, hopefully they can keep going forward with with whatever whoever they choose going forward. Do you think you think maybe Matt Clark could take it over? Or you could think they're going to go outside. I, yeah, I mean, I think that would be that would be a good choice. I, I don't, I don't. Um, is that what you heard? No, I just speculating. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean that that would be. I mean, I think that would be a good choice. But uh, but um, yeah, I, I haven't heard. I haven't really heard heard anything. But um, if if that's the route they go, I think that would be good. Now the kid that came from Skowhegan to coach with them, uh, he he left right after one season, right? Right, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, I can't think of it either, but... Yeah, but, uh, yeah, right, yeah. I should have Chris on here with me. Yeah, right. Yeah, really. Well, you guys are are a tag team there, right? I mean, Chris, what is he covering for you this week, and what are you covering, I guess? Well, he got, he got, he does a lot of the college stuff. Yeah, and and uh, you know I you know busy with a lot of high school stuff. We'll, we'll both be at the tournament though. We'll both be uh, all over that um, in a couple of weeks. Couple of weeks, but yeah, he does a lot of the Huston and, and UMaine stuff, and we try to get a, a, um, some of the other small colleges around too. But yeah, he he does a lot of that stuff for, for the site. Now, tell us what will be at the at the cross uh, basketball facility in Bangor, the old Bangor Auditorium site, uh, and what will you be covering there? Well, uh, yeah, so it's not less than three weeks now. Uh, you know, the, the regular season ends next Thursday, and then the tournament starts, uh, then the prelims the following week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, the 12th and 13th, and then the tournament starts in full at the Cross Center on February 15th. Uh, class B, class B, uh, two, uh, three Class B games, two Class B boys and one Class B girls game that night, and then Saturday, uh, a full day of uh, Class B all day, and then Class D at night, and then... Uh, that's full that Monday. That following uh, Monday, the 18th, uh, um, it goes uh, kind of the same schedule every year. Class D on Monday, Class uh, C on Tuesday, and they uh, wrap up the quarterfinals Wednesday morning with Class C, and then the semi uh, Class B semifinals start Wednesday afternoon, and then we're halfway through just like that. But, yeah, it's a, it's a busy week. We're really looking forward to that. We get, we got, uh, you know, we, we usually cover every game, and we're going to do that again, and, uh, you know, we're going to have more interviews, and uh, we've got Chris and I doing the – doing the recaps of all the games, most of the games, and then uh, Jeff's helping out, Jeff Oak, and then uh, Zach White, we got helping us this year. He, he does a great job with the interviews. Yeah. And, uh, and Lisa Prescott and uh, Anthony Delmonico uh, will be doing photos. So, And then Jeff will, also, Jeff will also be doing highlight videos. So we, we get a lot of stuff. We have a lot of stuff on the site that whole uh, whole week. So is Saturday still the long day, starting at 8 a.m. and going till the lights that go out or what? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, that first Saturday there. That's uh, that's uh, uh, geez, what's coming. Uh, that's that's a seven game day. That's yeah, a, seven <laughs> games. That's yeah. Whew, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and that that's always been. Uh, I, I got to be honest. I haven't been in it since they refurbished, but that used to be for me. That was the mecca for basketball. The the old Bang Auditorium, where, I mean, it just felt like wow, I'm home. You know, and. Yeah. Uh, Augusta's nice, but uh, boy, Bang Auditorium, there was, for me anyway, as a high school kid, there was nothing like it. Uh, have you been to the Cross NSC? I, I have not been since they've, since they redid uh, it. It's, it's, uh, the difference is at the auditorium, it felt like that even if the crowd wasn't big. If the crowd's big at the Cross Center, it definitely has that same atmosphere. Oh, good. It, it really, it really gets rocking. It's not, it doesn't have that small feel where everybody's on top of you. But it really does. When that's full for those uh, big Class B semifinal games or the Class C, uh, you know, regional finals or semifinal games, that that place really does rock. And, you know, those those uh, Class D schools get in there, and uh, especially for those uh, those uh, regional finals and uh, that that Saturday morning there, and uh, they really uh, come in. Uh, as you probably know, they they bring. I mean, they only get like 80 people in the school, but they put. Two thousand people on this side of the. Oh sure, they, <laughs> they they pull up the sidewalks, right, and move everybody over there. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. But no, I, it doesn't have the same feel like the whole week because that when, you know, as you know, some some days, some, some sessions, there's crowds sure. smaller than others, and yeah. you know, those felt. You know, you still felt in the Bang Auditorium with a small crowd, but that, so that's the only difference I would say. But it, when the crowd gets big, it, it does. It is awesome. What's your favorite part about covering the tournament through the years? Um, what and maybe what's some of your top memories from covering it um, in, in the past few seasons as well? Um, well, I think the best is us. Uh, I got a lot of people helping me. It's just us as a team, just being being together and covering it all. Um, you know, having having coaches and parents say say thank you for the uh, you know everything we do. That's you know, especially for coaches that. We don't see that often, and and they appreciate they appreciate the coverage. Or you know, when a coach I barely know. I mean, I have to introduce myself, and, and they they say thank you at the tournament. You know, for you know doing what we do. Yeah, that's that's always good. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. And uh, probably the best memory uh, recently was uh, a few years ago when uh, George Stevens hit a buzzer beater um, to to win it um, a few years ago at the Cross Center. There, that that was probably uh, the best moment recently. And and just getting the buzzer beaters on videos we all try to do that you yeah. know, and, and post them afterwards and then uh yeah, you know and Jeff does a good good job of those highlight videos to get those too but um you know to, to get those on video and we I think we still get them on our site I know Bryce Harmon uh he played at Ellsworth he had a big uh big game winner and we have that on the site you know those kind of moments and uh you know seeing seeing teams we follow all year you know doing well too that's always great the uh, you know I w- I've I've told this before this story before but my best memory ever of of the tournament was I was on the table Jerry Hodge the old coach football coach at Bangor Norris Nickerson his assistant one was running the doing the announcing the other one was doing the uh, the clock and I had remember the old windicator where the the pole that had the fouls and you. You push a button, it would light up one, two, three, four, whatever, and it would tell people how many yeah, fouls yeah. somebody had. Because they were really cheaply made and broke apart if the ball hit them and so on. But anyway, so I'm on the scores table, and Norris Nickerson's job is to fire literally a pistol, a blank with blanks in it, at the end of each period. So it's the Eastern Main Championship game, and it's one of those ones where the 
the uh, the scorers table and the official the the ball is bouncing away from the scorers table and there are people in the waist you can't see exactly, and the official had called you know timeout it went out of bounds well the clock ran down three or four seconds, so the legendary official Charlie Katsafikas comes over to the scoreboard now, the people on our side I I'm thinking it was Caribou, uh, did Thurston play at Caribou when he hit the big shot in overtime and whatever all I know is. It was right at the end of the game, and the other team was going to have the ball. And Charlie Katsafikas, that's the old scoreboard where you couldn't just push a couple of buttons in it. It set to whatever time you wanted. You had to reset the clock to a minute and run it down however many seconds you needed to take off. So it was going to take some time. Well, people were already out of those bleaches and crowded against the back of the scores table, literally. And they were trying to get people back and whatever. And it was so exciting because it was a big upset. And... Charlie the cat comes over and he says to Jerry, look, just count off 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, then start the clock. Jerry goes, oh, no. With this crowd behind us, I'm not counting off any time when the scoreboard's not running. That's not going to happen. They'll they'll knock this table right onto the floor. And he said, Charlie, I'm going to run the clock down. So we waited while he ran it down. I'm thinking... Oh my God! He may have saved our lives because, really, they would have pushed, they would have tipped that table over and everything else if they hadn't run the clock. And I'm yeah, thinking, yeah, wow. you don't want to do that in front of oh baby, was... not in front of high school fans. I tell you that that's not gonna work. Yeah, they get pretty rowdy still down there. Yeah, you know, sometimes you know. Uh, oh, we always got a bunch of officials behind us too. You know, that's, that's sure. Uh, that's always gonna happen. Yeah, it was great though. I rem- there was work in the tournament, playing in the tournament. It was always great at the Bangor Auditorium. Yeah, and, and, and it is now. It's, it's you know, doing this uh, website, This is it's always my favorite week of the year by far. I mean, I, I love covering all the sports, but just, you know, always look forward to this, and, you know, it's coming coming right up now, and, uh, you know, it's going to be fun. Well, first things first, of course, the Super Bowl this Sunday. Uh- <laughs> yeah. yeah, no doubt. Um, well, it, it leads right into the Super Bowl, leads right into the tournament, the tournament leads right into baseball season. So there you right, go. There we go. <laughs> What are your What are your thoughts right now, Patriots Rams, uh, in terms of uh, after having a week to sit around and wait for this thing? What are you, What are your thoughts in terms of what if, what the Patriots need to do to get this victory here? Well, I mean, I'm confident because yeah. the way they've been playing. I mean, you know, the, if the offensive line keeps playing like they like they have, uh, they're going to be in great shape. I mean, I I know the Rams defense a little bit better than the Chargers and the Chiefs, but but I mean, the offensive line. I mean, these these teams haven't even got to Brady and. Um, you know, the blocking has been the key to this running game with, uh, you know, again, the whole offensive line. Plus, Gronk stepped up as a blocker. Yes. And, and maybe the best blocking, I mean, never thought we'd say this because he's been obviously the best receiving tight end for years, but he might be the best blocking tight end right now. And he's really opened up holes for them. And, uh, you know, very confident. I, I Obviously, it's going to be tough. Why wouldn't it this time of year, right? But, uh, but I, I just, uh, you know, just the confidence in that rally yesterday. I mean, uh, not something I would do, go down there, but it's good to see. That uh, you know, people. I mean, I always say people take it for granted and we're spoiled, and there's a lot of truth in that. But you know, obviously, people. You know, if you're going to go down there, I mean, I know there's a lot of I had friends down there, and a lot of people made down there. But if you're going to do that, you're not taking anything for granted. <laughs> you, you know, you know what I mean. I mean, you know, you're. you're uh, and and I think some of that, I think people are realizing it. This isn't going to last forever. I mean, you know, don't you know, don't know if it's going to end this year or two years from now, or four years from now. But you know, I, that was good to see yesterday. Certainly. Well, he is Mark Cownan. He runs EasternMainSports.com. Follow him on Twitter, EasternME Sports, for all your you know local high school 
boys basketball, girls basketball, small college coverages as well there in Eastern Maine. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for joining us today on the B-List. We'll talk to you in a week and hopefully be talking about a little bit more about the Patriots and possible Super Bowl victory there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have the Super Bowl. We'll talk to you then.